You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 47 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? We're both delirious today, aren't we? (laughs) We're we're both slightly delirious, yes. And I had to uh, pause for a moment and put myself in the car and I just said to my partner, I'm going to find a donut because (laughs) it was all I could... It was all I could muster. It was all I could say because it was all I wanted because you and I have been glued to our computer screens, organizing our next shoot. Yeah. And uh, it's a mammoth one, mammoth. So we're both going. We're up against it, aren't we, Val? There's deadlines. (laughs) (laughs) Going slightly crazy. How much sleep have you had in the last three days? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even count. I don't know. But but it will be worth it. It'll be fun. And we're going to bring the shoot to everyone, to all our listeners. Hope you enjoy it because mm. it's going to actually contain stills. It's going to contain video and it's going to be a massive how-to course. And uh, we hope you'll like it. But uh, it's it's still in production. Yes. But anyway, what have you been up to this week, Gina? So, well, aside from not getting any sleep mm-hmm. and being glued, well, I've also been like, you know, doing my day job as well. Yes. <laughs> so, shooting lots. And um, one thing that was really exciting about this week is I have been working on a new lighting technique, Val. Oh, what Yeah, kind? and I'm really excited about it because a shoot I did um, on Friday, we perfected it. Like I nailed I was very, very happy with it. So it's been something that I've been developing and uh, that's evolved over the last few shoots. But so it's a combination of, uh, so this is studio stuff, Val. Right. And uh, it's mostly for when I do uh, my close-up portraits, but it's working with uh, really hard light from a beauty dish, but bringing in, uh, it's combining a shooting style, which I use a lot, which is the two large soft boxes, Mm. and then bringing the beauty dish in, and it just is so great. I even got in there and tested it on myself, which Mm -hmm. never happens, Val, (laughs) because I wanted to see, you know, how it looks on an older girl. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we tested it on my assistant as well and uh, we're all really happy because it's just uh, the the, the direction that we have the light sitting, it fills in all those little, you know how I keep talking about the the surface of the moon when I'm relating to faces. So there's basically uh, nowhere for for, for the shadows to hit because I've got light coming in from all angles. Mm. But the problem with is if you light really flat, you lose character in the face. So so this combines like the crispness because uh, a beauty dish gives you a really hard, crisp 
really nice light. But having said that, when it's hard and crisp, it actually causes problems because I've always found it to be um, too hard and too detailed for older skin. Mm. But I've worked out a way to combine it to make it like really soft and really flattering and really beautiful. I'm so excited. So how did you how did you start thinking of of this? I mean, what how did the penny drop? Um, it, it, it was just a matter of uh, experimenting, Val, because I, I, I wanted to, like I started using uh, beauty dishes outside and I was noticing how beautiful the light was and that's because when you're outside uh, in daylight, you've got all this extra beautiful fill around that's, that's helping the beauty dish and the beauty dish would uh, only be like I'd be putting in an extra half stop of light and using my light as fill mm-hmm. and so I thought how can I create this beautiful light that works so well outside how can I create that in the studio what mm-hmm. can I do and that's when I thought uh, to try and experiment with the soft boxes which was something that I wasn't doing in the past or I was doing it differently I had my lights positioned differently and so we've bought in reflectors as well and um yeah, the whole the whole combination works really well. So um, I think uh, down the track in one of my books or uh, the next course that we do, I think will include uh, this lighting style, Val. Yeah, great idea. I can't wait mm. to see it. Mm. Well, let us move on though to uh, our episode this week. Yep. We actually have a listener question. Oh, before we go on, let, I want to tell everyone that this week's episode is something a little bit different and we're going to get on to how to take great shots using your mobile phone, using your smartphone. Because, you know, we don't always carry our gear with us, but we pretty much always carry our phones with us. And I look at your Instagram feed and I've obviously seen your, your, you know, iPhone shots, your smartphone shots. And some of them, I'm just going, oh my God, I can't believe that these have been taken on a smartphone. So I want to get into the nitty gritty of that. uh, And I'm keen to do that. But let's go first to a listener question. We have a question from Kunal Prasad. And Kunal has said, need advice from you all regarding studio photography. When selecting selecting a backdrop, how do you decide the colour of the backdrop? You know, whether it should be in contrast to the subject's clothes or should it be a grey or white or black, you know, like a neutral colour? And what colour clothes best suit the subject if we're shooting on a park, uh, like a park bench kind of thing or in a park like with trees Mm -hmm. or on the beach? It's quite specific questions, but they're they're good. They're you know yeah. good locations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what's your what's your advice? Let's start with the studio, and then we'll move on to the park and the beach. All right. So the things I always think about was so when someone comes in and uh, has a photo shoot, uh, the first thing before I decide my backgrounds is I look at what they're wearing. So the clothes that they have, and so obviously you and depending on the shoot sometimes you want uh, a background I prefer my background to be neutral because I want uh, the people that I'm photographing my model to be the hero of the shot so I try and avoid having uh, background colors that are going to be jarring mm. uh, to to the to the eye and so you don't want uh, say if someone is in a hot pink outfit mm. 
uh, you, you're not going to go with, uh, say, a similar similar tones or colours that are going to jar with that, that hot pink. And sometimes you can have an idea in mind and then you see the clothes and put them in front of the backdrop and it just doesn't work well. Mm. You know, so sometimes it's a matter of like I, I tend to uh, shoot uh, in studio and have more neutral types of backdrops and then I, I factor in the actual complexion of the person that I'm photographing. Mm-hmm. So some people, if you put them against a white backdrop, it just makes them, they come alive. I know for a fact that if I'm photographed against white, it's not a great colour for me. It washes me out. Mm. So it's, uh, you know, sort of I've got a darker skin tone, darker hair, so it doesn't work for me, but other people look great. But it's it's also a matter of um, checking and seeing because it's a good general colour. Light greys tend to work best for everyone and black can work but it can be too heavy for some complexions and it and it and it brings out the best in others so you you've also got to consider the lighting style that you're going to Mm. be working with because if you're shooting say if I was photographing you against a black background Val Mm. and I didn't have enough light in there you're going to disappear against the background because your hair is jet black yeah that's right so and I'd I'd also probably I don't think I've ever photographed you against black and I probably would avoid it because I would find that too heavy so and it also depends on uh, whether it's a male or female as well and and every Every complexion is different. Some people have uh, more green tones in their skin tone. Mm. I mean, it's not obvious. It's not like they're hungover, but it's like that, you know, there'll be more of a green tinge towards it and others have a redder, more red tones. And so then there's something, if you've got someone who has a really ruddy complexion, mm. you want to avoid colours that, uh, that, that have uh, sort of that, those reds in them because that's going to uh, bring out the red in the, in the skin tone as well and make it more obvious. Yes. So it's just a matter, and this is why I love shooting tethered when I'm in the studio so that I can see exactly. Exactly. You, you know straight away mm. if a colour is working. So I think um, it's just a matter of seeing, but I prefer to stick to neutrals uh, when I'm working in the studio. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely as well. I mean, I think that's what looks best. But in terms of... Um, uh, I think that's great advice. You need to. It's not a question of what color should you put against the background. It is very much well. What have they brought with them? Yeah. <laughs> what clothes have they actually brought? And then yeah, see what background goes best with uh, with those clothes. So how about the uh, at a park and on a beach? So. Like it's it it's again it's a very similar uh, kind of um, I ask myself very similar questions. So if if you're shooting someone in a park and you're going to shoot in a portrait style that you'll throw the background out of focus, so mm. like basically you you'll have a blanket of uh, green behind the person that's out of focus. So there's not a lot going on, but they're the tones. You want to go with colours that are going to complement background and not jar so like if you've got someone in a park perhaps uh, avoid colors like green and then as a general rule Val I avoid blacks Mm. and I like to avoid um, patterns and stripes 
because it's just there's too much going on yeah. in the shot. And you really want the person that you're photographing to be the hero of the shot. You don't want them competing with the background. So, um, like, again, uh, sticking to neutral colours works best. I was shooting someone uh, during the week in a park and she wore uh, a pink outfit mm-hmm. in the park. It looked beautiful. Mm. But for other people, if it's the wrong pink, Mm. it could jar. So, again, it's a matter of, um, you know, sort of testing the waters when you're out there and uh, just checking and, again, just avoiding uh, having too much going on and uh, keeping it simple. And it's always best, I think, in portrait shoots just to keep the clothes really neutral anyway Yeah, because that way you just keep – you know, it it, it, it it just makes you your model the hero of the shot. When you're at the beach, uh, you can actually afford to introduce more colours because there's a lot less going on and it also depends on how you shoot the beach. So if you've got a beautiful blue sky, beautiful blue water and the nice yellow sand, they're kind of really neutral colours, but certain colours work really well at the beach. Mm. So you wouldn't be having someone in a black suit at the beach because it's kind of, again, it can be quite jarring. Mm. But the beach, perfect for the white, bring out white. White looks fantastic on the beach because white and blue are really clean together and they work beautifully. Mm. You know, so, and then blue on blue, at the beach looks fantastic. So I've, I've done lots of beach portraits where the models are wearing like a light blue T-shirt or blue jeans or blue jeans and a white T-shirt uh, is, is great. Uh, blue jeans and that white white or blue looks great on the beach. Blue mm. jeans also look great in a park as well. That, that you know, denim works really well. So those sorts of colours. So um, soft colours, soft background looks beautiful. So we hope that is uh, some good advice for you, Kunal. Thank you so much for your question. We really appreciate it. If you guys have a question, please do uh, join the Facebook group, which is free, of course. Uh, Go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and put your question in there and we'll certainly try and uh, answer it in an upcoming podcast. And uh, another thing that's been going on in the Facebook group is hashtag Gina Challenge. Now, last week's uh, episode was all about taking it to the streets and how to do street photography. So hashtag Gina Challenge was hashtag street. And it was fantastic. And uh, so many people uploaded their images in the Facebook group. Um, and if you're going to do that, please do, because we really love to, you know, share each other's images and have and, and give each other feedback and just admire them really I'm you know gobsmacked by some of them and uh, we've got some great submissions for hashtag Gina challenge hashtag street haven't we Gina we do we got amazing response from this one is really popular wasn't it Val yeah really uh, popular uh, yeah yeah so it was great so um Again, I've put a few in the show notes. I would be here for a week if I had to put all the photos. So just just a few that that, that caught my eye this week. And um, do check out the show notes and you'll yeah. find them at ginamilitia.com. So first one, because it's in my hood, Val. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ronald Fritz did a few. He loves uh, shooting um, sort of uh, – 
uh, street art as well as street photography. Mm. So he he's got a beautiful shot of uh, a mural with a, a the face of a model painted on it, and then Amazing. he's got someone walking through the frame, which was one of the techniques that we we talked mm. about last week on the show, where uh, if you uh, see a great background, mm. frame it up. And then wait for someone interesting to walk through. And then there's a great way to uh, capture really interesting street photography. So that was a great shot there. Uh, really another, Yeah, yeah. Another one that I, I really loved uh, was from um, Scott Stockhorg, uh, who, who did this shot uh, last Halloween in the Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen. Uh, mm. And uh, this... What I loved about this shot was the way he's used light here and the way it's so it's a, um, a fairground. Val? Yes. Is that when you, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but it's at night and so the light is really contrasty. You can see uh, smoke rising. The uh, central theme there is a carousel, which is mm. all lit up. So, so the, 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 the cameras captured the lights and, and uh, some of the but some of the people are in silhouette. Some of them are beautifully um, uh, backlit by lighting by light, and then you can see uh, the smoke as well. And it's just like a gritty, contrasty shot, and just beautiful. I really, I love it. And so a lot of the people are like are, 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 are uh, just in black, black shadows, and then that leads you into the shot, into the carousel, which is the uh, the hero of the shot there. Yeah, it's Brilliant. beautiful. It reminds Brilliant. me of the uh, scene of the fairground in the movie Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Scott has a real style that his mm. shots look like they're from another era, mm. don't they? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so brilliant photo. And another one that I loved because of her use of leading lines was one by uh, Susan Sheridan mm. who said that um, – she said this was one of those that would make a good photo moments. <laughs> so without checking the settings, she took out her um, X-T1 and uh, she had their 18 to 135 lens and um, – she got the shot and uh what i love about this shot is uh i think it's in um it's in a mall somewhere but the mall is covered i would say and so you've got the the light streaming through there's an overhang uh which has reflected some beautiful shadows on the ground and she's gotten down quite low and she's got all the busy hustle and bustle and then she's converted it to black and white and uh, a great great capture great moment that she's frozen there just a really cool shot the guy walking through the frame uh to camera left it just looks brilliant i really loved it and also a great shot from Shooting Wild as well. Beautiful. And uh, Stunning. You know, a lot of people uh, think that uh, street photography should only be in black and white to, 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 for it to be any good. This, this is uh, not the case. This is beautifully uh, a colour shot. And again, he's framed up an image which is outside what looks like a movie theatre. Yeah, or a... Or some kind of theatre, yeah. or a theatre, and uh, and you've got the neon lights of the, the the sign of the 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 place, and then it's also been raining, so there's uh, neon lights mm. reflected in the cobble streets on the road, and then he's waited for um, someone on a bike to go past, so he's shooting at a really sh slow shutter speed, mm. and um, and then the lady pushing her bike came into into frame, and he's sort of got this ghosted uh, silhouette 
such a beautiful shot but the um he he uh has been really interested in street photography and he actually uh sent us a few extra tips that he uh learned these uh tricks from eric kim photography and eric is a really well-known street photographer in the world uh and some of his suggestions were to look like a tourist because mm. tourists are expected to have cameras in their hands to take pictures which is that's a great tip isn't it so mm. you yeah and so you're uh, more inconspicuous that way he said get very close to people and pretend you are shooting behind them while you're in fact <laughs> they are in fact in frame which is that kind of you know spot and sort of sneaky yeah. shot um another one to not get busted keep looking through the viewfinder after you've taken the shot so it looks like you know weren't really yeah you're, you're still one. composing the shot but you've actually shot it and this is a really cool idea pan the camera and pretend you're taking a video <laughs> people somehow care less about this that's bizarre isn't it Cool tips, aren't they? Yeah, great tips. And we have one which is my favourite actually from Paul Chapman and uh, it's it's a great shot taken from inside a train, a moving train, and what Paul's done is he's shot into the reflection of the window and he's got the the reflection of like a couple of passengers including a guy just looking quite, you know, morose and also another guy falling asleep and yawning and and, and there's also the, the whizzing past of, of the train he's captured that movement and it's a fantastic shot I love it the guy in the background is doing that thing that people do when they fall asleep is no one really sleeps pretty do they like in the <laughs> when people are asleep they look beautiful and peaceful but the reality is when people fall asleep on trains or planes yeah it's not pretty no. your mouth is usually wide open yeah. there's probably dribble coming down no, that's no. why I've developed the trick now when I travel Mm-hmm. Someone taught me this. You put a scarf over your head. What for? So that you can fall asleep, mouth open, look as unglamorous as you like. No one's ever going to photograph <laughs> while you're sleeping. Because I worry about these. You things. might suffocate. No, it's like you just like a silk scarf, something very thin and light. You just cover your face with it. You just cover yourself. This is what I do on but a plane. But if it's sleepy this is how time, I sleep on. Yeah, when I'm asleep on a plane or a train or anything. But if everyone else is asleep, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but sometimes they're not and they're watching you and I feel a bit creeped out. My other trick, Val, is mm. I, I love my hats. Yes. So um, I just put a, a hat over my face and fall asleep that way. Really? Then you've got something yeah. on your face. I don't yeah, think I good, can. because you feel all cocooned and safe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Life hacks according to Gina. Yeah. So let us move on to the topic of this week's podcast, how to great shots, how to take <laughs> great shots. <laughs> how to we great can't shots. even speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so delirious. How to take great shots using your smartphone. Mm. So... Yes. Where do we start with this one? I suppose, first of all, it doesn't really matter what kind of smartphone, does it? Because whether you've got an iPhone or a Samsung or Android or whatever, these days the cameras in phones are so good compared to what they used to be. I was just looking, in fact, through some of my old photos, my old photos that I had taken on my iPhone, and they're disaster early iPhones, yeah. and um, they're disastrous. They're just terrible. the The resolution is no good, and but the ones that you can take these days are just great. So yeah, where do we start about taking great photos? Not just good photos, but great photos on our smartphones. Start with a quote, Val. Okay. It's been a while since I've busted yeah. out a quote. Go uh, on. So I thought I'd get one in today. <laughs> do what you can. 
with what you have where you are, Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Good quote, isn't good it? Good one. Yeah, good one. And uh, so the thing with um, mobile using uh, smartphones is they're always with you. So this is why they're so great to take photos mm. with. And I think it's a fantastic habit for all photographers to get into is to just like you don't have to uh, be an Instagram fanatic and posting every single photo that you take. But just the art of wandering around and being switched on and taking um, photos all the time with this with this little camera that you have with you at mm. all times, it means that it's like you're 24-7, you're switched on and you're always looking for the next shot. So it really trains you to be looking out for good light, for leading lines, for compositions mm. and you stop actually seeing, you, you start to really, you are constantly in the moment and this is how I live my life. I'm always looking for the next shot that I can take. And, and so that's where I'm always looking for little little frames that I can shoot into, laneways, uh, mm. leading lines. What's the light like? Is the light good? Is the light bad? That's, that's just what I'm thinking about. So, and, and the great thing about being in this frame of mind is the more you focus on looking for great images, the more images you start to see because mm. you really get yourself in that mindset of looking out for stuff rather than being uh, caught up in your head and uh, you, you're not seeing them. So the other great thing about uh, the, the smartphones is they're really discreet. It's mm. like something that you've got in your pocket so you can be shooting at any time. They're also really convenient because they're light and easy to carry around. And then you've got all the apps at, at your disposal. So like literally in two or three minutes, you can take a shot, process it mm. and upload it. Yeah. And that's it. It's done. Whereas if you're using your, um, you know, your big boy camera, you got to find take the card, pull it, out, get the, <laughs> pull it out of the bag yeah. and then frame it up. Half the time you're sitting there, if you've got your, your big boy camera, I'll see a shot, I'll go, I can't bothered getting out and taking the lens cap off, checking the batteries flat, yeah. uh, the cards full, and you just you don't get the shot. But the the phone, you just go whip it out, bang. Yeah, you know? and it's so um, I'm so into it that sometimes when I travel, I will see a great shot, take it with my smartphone first, and then forget to take another shot on the big camera. Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, I'm just so caught up because I, I just forget. So it's, it's like possibly one of the disadvantages. Mm. Um, the other advantage is like you've got that wide fixed lens. It really forces you to think about composition because you're not able to zoom in and fill the frame. So you need to think about are you going to walk in and, and, and get close to the subject mm. or are you going to frame it wide? But you really have to position yourself not the camera by zooming in and out, which is like how I shoot. I love to shoot with zoom lenses, Val, so mm. I'm always zooming in to get the shot. But now I have to actually physically move in. So it's good exercise as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, but I'm, I'm, you know, you really, it does really train your eye to think about composition um, uh, of your images. But, Having said that, Val, there's a few cons of using uh, the smart the smartphone. Yeah. So I have to say it's always with you. So you're always on and I'm not sure that that's a good idea because okay. there's some people um, 
I was noticing, like, you, you see it at concerts, you see it at events, and you see it now at a lot of uh, tourist attractions, that are people really experiencing life or is it just life, you know, if it didn't happen, if you don't photograph it, it didn't actually happen. Mm. So people are just now photographing everything and kind of forgetting to just be in the moment. So there has been some times when I've been watching a sunset, I'm like, should I photograph it? No, how about I just watch it? Yeah. And remember it because sometimes it's okay to just put the put the phone down, put the camera away, and just enjoy the moment. So um, the other uh, cons is like the as good as they are, Val, and we talk about the high resolution of um, uh, smartphone phone images, and we're up about eight to ten megapixels. You know, massive. It, well, yeah, but. And I know that uh, uh, iPhone have now just uh, in, in this year they did a big campaign of their images and I was actually uh, having a chat to someone at Canon about this and I'm like, how's how good these images are <laughs> on the billboards? And they're like, yeah, of course, but, you know, any image is going to look great on a billboard, right, mm -hmm. high up because mm -hmm. you're not going to see all the pixels, you know, so, but if you got really, really close to that image, it's not that fantastic. It just doesn't have the resolution. So we kind of, a lot of people get really sucked into just using their, their phones and people aren't buying um, compact cameras anymore. They're just going, yeah. we'll just do it on the phone. So there's a special event. The phones come out and, and th there, are, there are a lot of kids being born today that their whole lives are being recorded only on phones. Yeah, I think this is really dangerous because... The resolution isn't that great and you have to look at your images on your actual desktop or a laptop mm -hmm. up close to see that, that they're, they're actually quite pixelated and uh, resolution isn't that high. So that, that's something to think about because, you know, after a certain size, you keep blowing them up, they don't look that great. Um, sure, yeah. So another downside of the mobile phone is you can't zoom. Which well, you can, well, but, you can. but not really. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it 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 just it it's much more pixelated then. It's much more grainy. They do have optical zoom. Yeah. Um, but optical zoom really is shite. It mm. just yeah, it makes it it's super no good. grainy. So so you're better off cropping the shot rather mm. than zooming if you if you do, if you want to get in a bit closer crop rather than zoom because yeah, the optical zoom isn't that fantastic. And the other thing uh, that I don't like about smartphones is the flash sucks. Oh yes, it's not great. It's not great. And at the all. light metering. Yeah, it's not because again, um, do you reckon Hans had anything to do with <laughs> programming smartphones? Or Maybe Hans's cousin. Hans's cousin. Mm. What's his name? <laughs> Jürgen. Johan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, Johan and Johan. Jürgen are twins. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they program. One works for Apple and the other works for a Samsung. Yeah, okay. And there was a split in family. But <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, where were we with that, Val? I've lost completely lost my train. <laughs> The light metering in smartphones? Maybe? Yeah, because it's like it's trying to basically take in the whole scene. So, mm. again, it's very similar like um, to a lesser degree than with your DSLR where, where you'll set that to uh, automatic and if you're pointing at a sunset, it's going to see all the brightness and go, oh, it's really bright here and take and it, it 
exposed for that. So there are little tricks uh, that, that I'll, I'll share with you as we go along, Val, to, to mm. help you uh, get those images okay. posed a bit better. All right. So, yeah. um, cool. A few basics, I think, that uh, just in getting started, that just these are very basic too, mm -hmm. to look out for. Um, just think about when you're using your phone and all the places it ends up in. <laughs> um, how many people, like the majority, of the time, like people don't go to the bathroom now without their phone, do they? <laughs> no, do they? They, it's been there Let's be honest, them. listeners. Do you Come go on, to the everyone bathroom? takes their their phone <laughs> to the bathroom because it's just like you can just check your emails, <laughs> check your Facebook. It's not to say that we're ever in the bathroom when we're checking uh, the Facebook page, are we? <laughs> no, no, never. Yeah. So. Um, it's and and it's in your pocket and it's yeah. all over the place. You're eating and Handbag. so the, the the lens tends to get a bit of crud on it, mm. right? So um, it's always a good idea just to you know get a nice soft cloth and um, try and keep your lens clean because that's going to um, just uh, little uh, dust particles and you know little slime and all of that that gets on it is going to affect the clarity and uh, focus of the shot. So just a good a good thing little hack there to, to yes as you say that i am cleaning my <laughs> lens of my smartphone what are you using to clean it with my Belle? dress <laughs> <laughs> there's probably now cat hair on it it's probably oh. not ideal it was a oh. it's a soft dress yeah 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 um as long as you don't use windex or something like that no no um Another thing is, uh, so when people take the shot, um, especially if you're trying to do night shots and things like that, just holding the the the, the phone in your hand mm. and you take take the shot, you're going to get a little bit of shake. It's not going to be that steady. So I always make sure that, particularly when I'm shooting uh, in lower light situations, that I have something to uh, rest my elbows on or rest. Yeah. The, the the phone on just so it just makes it rock solid so I always look for for something to to put it on so if I'm uh you know doing trying to do a nightscape of someone you might rest it on um you know uh, a, a wall wall or like you know j just so you and and have your just use those techniques uh in the episode where we talked about how to take sharper shots yeah uh even using those little bracing techniques where yes. you might lock your elbows in against your body and um you're just bracing is just a better way uh to take to use the uh the, the smartphone and get a sharper shot or just use something to rest on or put it on something uh sometimes if i'm in a restaurant i'm taking uh like a, a longer exposure with the phone i might rest it on a glass or something turn the glass upside down and just have it there so prop it up against that so you just get a sharper shot that way yeah or that trick where you have a string and that you can stand on. <laughs> so you tie a string around your camera. Of your, around your phone, around the middle yeah, of your phone. Why that not? It would work. It yeah. would. And a, and, and a pen or something. Yeah. If you want to go to that extremes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then there's uh, many uh, cameras, uh, smartphones that you can actually go into the settings and adjust uh, the, the settings so that they might have the factory settings where they're at a medium setting that you make sure that it's at the highest possible setting so you've got the the option of having what do you like, mean higher you mean highest like quality full, yeah highest quality in full size, size. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You always want to be shooting at the highest. Yes, definitely. Resolution for everything you do, and even for your cameras. If your camera isn't like, or like we've talked about this with uh, cameras before, Val. Uh, so I, I always uh, um, suggest that everyone shoot in raw, and I've also suggested that if you're not ready to embrace raw yet, shoot in raw and high JPEG. Mm. Okay, and this is for your big boy cameras, your DSLRs. And then you have the raw files, and so when you're ready to embrace raw, you'll have them on, you know, on hand. Yeah. But make sure that you're shooting in the the full size JPEG mode because you've got options to do medium and uh, small as well. So yeah. and sometimes they're just set to medium by default. Yeah. So, so don't just, trust yeah. Hans or Johan or Jürgen. Jürgen, the mm. evil twin. <laughs> make sure you, you do your own settings. <laughs> yes. So, Val, I want to talk about uh, using the flash on the mobile phones. Oh, yes. I don't so mind got, the flash. Why do you hate it so much? So, like, I've got a couple of suggestions okay. of best places to use the flash okay. in a mobile phone. So, you know when you're in a restaurant mm. and it's kind of, you know, when you go, like, date night and mm. it's a bit of a romantic, it's maybe candlelit. And the last date night I went on was so bright, and they was, served did us you go quick, to fluoro date night. Fluoro date night, and a date night, and they served us quicker than McDonald's. So we were in and out of there in forty-five minutes. A date I'm night. Very date night. I hope the rest of the date wasn't that fast, Belle. You know. Mm. <laughs> anyway, the restaurant part was not very good date night. Oh, you're not going back there again. Well, yeah. <laughs> Was the food good? It was. It was just very quick. <laughs> very quick. Um, anyway. So I'm talking about like the romantic. Okay. Fancy dead date You know, very, very low light. Yeah, French okay. restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah, something like mm. that. So you imagine it. So, yeah, the, the best place to use the flash on your um, smartphone is, you know, when it's really low light, it's low contrast, you can't read the menu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you turn it on and use the use the torch so that you can see the menu. That's okay. the best place to use a, because what I'm saying is don't ever use that the flash. Why honestly. are you so um, against it? I don't think okay, it's that so bad. Think about this. Okay, uh -huh. so we've talked about this on um, episodes about uh, flash and lighting. Yes. When we're shooting portraits, unless you're doing a character portrait where you want to bring out all the flaws and imperfections in someone, like mm. you want to make them look really um, gritty and edgy, yes, you want always want with portraits really soft, even, flat, beautiful light. Mm. So with lighting, the larger the light source, the softer the light relative to the person that you're photographing. So if you've got um, a large light source and you want softer lighting, you bring the light source closer. The closer the light source is, the larger the light source becomes, the softer the light. Yes. Okay. So on a smartphone, the uh, flash is the size of like a the top of a ballpoint pen. Yes. Isn't it? It's about like even, yeah, about that size. It's tiny. Yes. No, it's not even. It's this, yeah, it's it's like it's tiny. Yeah, it's about it's five millimetres. 
Not even. That's the Four camera minutes. length you're looking at. Which no. did you use? Did you just clean your flesh or your camera <laughs> length, Belle? Go on. So, so the flesh is next to it. It's not like two millimetres. Okay. It's tiny. So um, that's a tiny, hard, harsh light source. And it's also too hot. It's, it, it overexposes everything and it's ugly lighting and it kills the vibe. So if you pulled that um, flash out on date night, you mm. get a similar light to what you had in the fluoro lit restaurant. Just mm. like overlit, over, kills all the ambience. And it's just like I can't think of, of – like, oh, I've got another suggestion. Mm. When, you lose, when you can't see the keyhole, when you get home later <laughs> You again use the the the, the flash. Use the okay. flash. We, as I get a your point, Gina. Source, right? <laughs> yeah. So, got your point. but there are a couple of hacks that you can use to improve if you must use the flash uh-huh. on your phone. And I, I can't think of a reason to use it ever. I just avoid it. Um, the great little hack is, you know how? Do you have a cover on your phone uh, on the back of it to protect it? Yeah, it's a minion. That's right. So, um, <laughs> yes. How old are you? <laughs> I'll post 12. a photo, everyone, of my 12. phone cover. Yes. <laughs> Maybe eight-year-olds have those <laughs> as uh, phone covers. Anyway, mine is um, a very cool uh, black. Um, okay, of course it is. Cover. Yes. So, um Basically, the, the backing that goes on uh, most smartphone covers is they've actually got like a hole cut out for the lens and for where the flash yes. is. Yes. What you do is you get a little piece of uh, trace paper. Yes, tracing paper. Or some of that, um, yeah, some sort of uh, material like that, like a coffee filter or something like that. That's very similar material to that. Oh, cut yes. out a little square and place it over the flash so it's a tiny little amount of oh, um, okay. material that you need mm-hmm. and then put it put the put the backing back on that's going to hold it in place oh uh, yes okay you can even use you know how um uh so in australia we call it sticky tape what's mm. it called what's the american term for sticky tape um cello tape cello or tape. Um... yeah so you know how you oh. can get cello tape that's like um it, it's not clear Oh yeah, it's magic, like magic tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, magic put tape. a little bit of that over your flash. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's just going to. So you can try that now when you. I love magic tape. Yeah, you probably okay. got fifty rolls of it. Yeah, I do. Your pristinely organised office. Mm-hmm. It's labelled too. Yeah, it's it goes back in the same place. Yeah. Um. So try that because that's going to soften and diffuse the light really well. It's a great idea. I'm going to do that. It's yeah, won't be as good when you're trying to me- read the menu, but, no. <laughs> but you know, it helps. That's okay. Yeah. So um, the other hack, if you want to have um, lighting with your uh, smartphone, is to uh, you treat, treat it as a, like a, you would a portrait shoot in daylight and have a reflector handy. And you can actually get these little portable reflectors that are, you know, um, I don't know, ten centimeters, twenty centimeters in diameter, and they they fold down so you can like you could have it in your handbag. Mm. A 
okay, and you whip that out. And uh, I, I know it, it seems odd to do that, but if you can bounce a bit of light back into your subject, say if you've got someone with the sun behind them and it is a bit glary or it's, it's midday and you want to get a nice clean shot, bouncing a bit of light back in is, is a nice thing. And it's, it's Of course, yes. But you're not suggesting you stuff. use the flash. You You're never just, know. Turning no. the flash off. I'm just talking about yeah, better okay. suggestions for lighting now. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and uh, the other option, which is also a bazillion times better than that stupid little flash, <laughs> um, is to uh, use uh, that they have these external uh, flashes that you can buy, and they're like about the size of a credit card. There's there's several different. Um, uh, brands available ranging price from you know twenty dollars to like a hundred dollars mm. and um the, you can uh i think they're bluetooth some of them so you could have someone holding them off off camera off phone mm -hmm. and you can light people that way and it's much like it's you know a hundred times larger than the the flash on a smartphone and so you're going to get a nice clean even lighting so perfect for those you know when you're ever at a, a function or an event and they um the, the lighting can be a bit off it can be red or green mm. or, or just not clean enough this is a great way that if you just want to take a a group shot or a, or a shot of a couple of people just to light the group uh without having to use the flash or i've done this with you as well as well val is to uh get someone to turn the torch on mm. the flash on and use that rather than ha so having it very uh, on the phone that you're using use someone else's yep. to light have a second shot. phone have a uh, second phone to light the shot yeah great now i think you have an unhealthy and disproportionate dislike to the fla flash on a smartphone so i'd just like to move on and pretend that <laughs> stop talking about the flash yeah okay <laughs> i don't know why you're so obsessed with the flash or making us hate obsessed. the flash no no i don't want a hate oh no i'm not hating on it it's okay oh, no, that's, that's harsh i okay. dislike it all right <laughs> i don't want to talk about the flash anymore okay so <laughs> When you're out um, using your uh, smartphone to take shots, what, so what kind of light would be the best light to, to look for and what kind of light, you know, is, 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 should be avoided? So, well, I suppose the same. The answer to that would be the same whether you're shooting on a smartphone or whether you're shooting on an SLR, right? I mean, it, it, beautiful light is beautiful light and kaka light is kaka light regardless, right? Yeah, it's very similar, but you're 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 looking for a slightly uh, different qualities of light when you're working with uh, a, a camera phone as opposed to working with uh, an SLR. So if I'm okay. if I'm uh, wanting to shoot portrait shots and I've got my big boy camera, I am looking for flat, even lighting because I want soft lighting to do portraits with, mm. right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm trying to get creative, beautiful shots with my smartphone, mm -hmm. um, I'm looking for a different quality of light. So the way... What's your definition of creative, beautiful shots? So it, you, you mean the same shot, like a, a portrait shot as well or just a, a No, so... so 
when I'm using my smartphone, mm. I will do some portraits with it and I will take the same approach. So if I'm, if I'm trying to just do um, nice, clean portrait shots, then yes, all those rules apply, Val. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to get uh, an artier shot, then I'm looking for something slightly different Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. in my, uh, you know, the smartphone photography shots. So basically... Um, the best light to look for when you're trying to get something a bit artier and a bit more creative is to look for contrast in the light. Yeah. So you want areas where uh, the light, and, and this goes against what we look for when we're doing, um, you know, normal DSLR shots. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for areas where there's uh, extremes between uh, the brightest area in the shot mm-hmm. and the darkest area in the shot, and there's l- not a lot of in between. So if I'm talking about flat light, Val, mm-hmm. the way I define flat light if it's like if I look outside today, it's overcast. Yep. And um, if I look on the ground and, like, you know, anything that's uh, outside, there are no shadows. If I mm. put my hand out, I can't see a shadow. Yep. I can't even see uh, any shadows at all. So that is a really flat, flat, even lighting. Yep. If you want to do anything creative um, or want to take a shot that's going to look good with a, with a smartphone – that's just too, it's too evenly lit and you're not going to get any contrast. There's no area of interest mm. for, for a great shot. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make. They're just uh, shooting willy-nilly and they're not really taking the light into consideration. It may be beautifully composed, but it's the light, it's the contrast between um, the brightest part and the darkest part mm. that adds the interest to the shot. Okay. Unless, unless you've got, a really interesting subject or there's stuff going on in the shot. Mm, mm. Okay. And I've got, I've got some examples later on in the show notes where we can, we can talk about the differences in that and why I shot them and, and why the light was, you know, why I chose that moment rather than another moment. All right. So, so yeah, we're looking for, because the, the camera, um, in a smartphone reads the light slightly differently. So where you might see, uh, so you're looking for shadows. So ideally you want to be like the best photos uh, are taken like very early in the morning or uh, late in the afternoon when the sun is low in the sky because Mm. that creates those long, beautiful, interesting shadows. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. And you've got that contrast between light and dark, or you might be looking for areas where, uh, you know, there's bright and there's dark. So that's why uh, night shots look great because you've got that contrast between the bright lights and the dark areas. Mm-hmm. So what do you think in terms of when you're shooting on your smartphone, what do you think are the best angles to shoot from? Do you, do you have some go-to angles? Yeah, Is I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what I love to do is, um, and and the best shots that I've seen taken on smartphones is where people really uh, vary up the angles. So I've just seen some of the cooler shots where uh, people get a bird's eye view of of life going on. You know, mm-hmm. so shooting something from very high above, like you can be very high up 
and uh, shooting down on on a group of people rather than the the way that we normally see uh, life happening. Okay, so so the bird view can be really interesting. Like I saw a great shot uh, of uh, uh, Shinjuku uh, in Japan, where he's at, he's at the big inter intersection there, where it's like five five roads meet in in the middle there. And it's really busy, and it was a rainy day, and uh, it was taken um, from like uh, you know the fiftieth floor of a building, shooting, looking down, and you've just got umbrellas that you can see, mm. the hustle and bustle. Very, very cool shot. So the birds are, and the other uh, the other way to to, to shoot uh, that I, that that looks really cool is to get down really low and shoot worm's eye. And that's oh, how yes. you get the really cool reflection. So if you're very, very mm. close to the ground and, uh, and, and the ground's wet or there's a little puddle, uh, you can get the reflections of what's going on in the street as well as uh, the street around it. So it's a really good cool rule for I really need to do that more often. I just yeah. I always never think of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so just start looking for um, – uh, like puddles in the street or, mm. or like after it's rained, get down really low and uh, try and get some of those reflections in the shots as well. Mm. Uh, one of my uh, favourite things to do is to shoot through uh, car windscreens when it's raining. You mean through the front windscreen? Yeah, 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 or even the side. So if I'm a passenger in a car or shooting you know, what? sitting in the back. So um, so just say I'm um, driving down the street. It's an interesting city. I will uh, shoot through the front windscreen. So you've got like the dappled water. That, that hits on the windscreen, which gives one effect, and I might might focus on the rain, or I'll focus on um, the, the distance. The, the distance, so mm. you can get two different kinds of shots, mm. and it just adds a really cool dimension to the shots. And okay. and you know that 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 looks amazing. I've done it both ways, and it looks really good. So, or shooting uh, the reflections into cafe windows, shooting in to cafes, yeah, yeah, or shooting yeah, out. And then yeah, the shooting in is better because you get mm -hmm. all the, uh, the, you know, the glare and the reflections yep. in the window mm -hmm. and it makes for a really interesting shot. The other thing that I'm always looking for, Val, when I'm doing um, these types of shots is uh, leading lines. And by leading lines, I'm, I'm talking about um, uh, lines that le like uh, lead you into the frame. So it mm -hmm. might be a… Um, like a, uh, a bridge? A bridge or a road or mm -hmm. a laneway or you know so and and I'll have that smack dab in the middle of my frame and then I'll have like you know a point of interest like there might be people or a person walking along it along it and what that mm. does is those lines lead you into the frame Mm. And it's really interesting. And also, you know, you can look for interesting geometry in buildings, uh, like interesting shadows, uh, all those sorts of things make for a great mm -hmm. mobile phone photo. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Yeah. And so when you talk about, say, shooting, you know, through the windscreen and – well, see, when when you have – I know you, you can press your mobile phone to decide what to focus on. You know, you can press the thing that you want to focus on, whether it's someone's face or you, or the drops on the windscreen or something in uh -huh. the distance. But your mobile phone doesn't have, you know, the aperture control or the F-stops mm. as your normal – as your uh, camera, right? So what 
should you be focusing on? What, what do you have any tricks on um, or, or tips on how to deal with what to focus on on your mobile? So when I'm shooting Val, I, I there is one thing of interest that you're looking for in the frame, and that's the hero of the shot. So that's what I'm focusing on. So mm-hmm. let's just say that I'm photographing through the windscreen and out into the city. Do I want the rain on the windscreen to be the hero of the shot? Or do I want the city in the background? And it depends on how I feel and what the light's like and how it's looking on which I'll choose. But if I want the rain, then obviously, like you described, basically you hold the phone up and you tap on the screen in what particular area you want the um, the image to, to, to focus can on. You change the, the can, is there any way to impact the depth of field so that you can potentially get all of it in focus that you're aware of? I think you can actually. There's um, there's uh, c- uh, camera apps that that, that you can uh, have a play around and and do that. And certainly, I'm sure some uh, phones. I I don't do it with mine, but yeah, you can get like uh, a greater depth of field with certain mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, pick the area that you want in focus and pick one area and make that the hero of your shot and mm. let everything else uh, go out of focus. And it's not going to be like you know. Um, using an 85 1.2 lens, but you still will get that blur um, mm. and it can still look really, really lovely. And, of course, with, the with you know, digital photos these days, unlike the days when we shot in film, there's no wastage. So, really, you could just choose to focus on this or you can choose to focus on that or you can choose to focus on the other. Just take them all and decide later. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's my next point. When you're shooting, uh, don't just take one frame. Just mm. do a whole, you know, tap, 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 tap. Take, mm. you know, five or six frames because sometimes you're so involved in the shot that you haven't noticed that this flock of 4,000 birds have just flown into your shot mm. and that's what makes it incredible. And, uh, you know, if you had have gone with the frame before, you would have missed that. Mm, or mm. someone you you're photographing someone interesting that's just come into the frame but as you keep shooting someone even better walks into the frame you know <laughs> so and like sometimes you'll find that it takes a couple of shots just to get um set up and um like get the sh- get the camera to actually see the image and sharpen itself so the first one might be a little bit out of focus but by the time you've done your third frame you'll get it nice and sharp now, a lot of people uh, re- rely on their Instagram filters. <laughs> when Instagram first came out, people fell in love with it because they were using filters and their shots kind of looked better. Yeah. Um, but apart from Instagram, which really just does, you know, very specific static filters, on, and, it, and, it's, and it's great for its purpose, do you have um, some smartphone apps that uh, that you find particularly useful. I know that you put me onto Snapseed, and now yep. I love it. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, what apps do you use on for your smartphone for post production kind of stuff? Yeah, I've got a few that I use uh, exclusively, and at the moment it is Snapseed. It seems to be only Snapseed at the moment. I also have um, Pro HDR. Ah, yes. Uh, tilt shift generator, which basically uh, 
you can, if you want to have that, get those shots where maybe uh, the portrait, if you're doing a, a shot of someone, you want them to be in focus, but then you want the whole background to go out of focus, you can create that using the tilt shift generator. Mm. And uh, dynamic light was another good one. What does I that used. do? Uh, so dynamic light has all these different filters and you can add like um, blue filters or you can increase the, the, you know, the contrast in the mid-tones. It, it, it gave a good black and white for a while. I haven't used it for a while, but it was like one of my favourites for a long time until I met Snapseed. It's so, like, so dynamic light was like the old boyfriend and then you meet <laughs> the new one and you, and you realise, oh, you weren't that great. Yeah. So for people who aren't better. familiar with Snapseed and Pro HDR, can you just give them a give us a brief explanation of them? So I'm going to put in the show notes, Val, a uh, a little video that I made a little um, that that shows uh, an example of an image that I've edited using Snapseed mm-hmm. and the steps that I do. But basically, uh, Snapseed you, allows you to uh, import the image. And then it gives you uh, all these different um, sort of uh, parameters that you can um, you can um, retouch it in. So you can basically uh, select, you can tune the image, you can adjust the brightness, the ambience, contrast, saturation. Um, and like what I love about this app is if you, because you know how you get a bit sort of, um, post-production happy when you're doing your shots. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I've been guilty and you'll go, what I'll do is I'll just uh, whack this filter on and then I'll add some grunge and then I'll, <laughs> and then you go, oh, I went too far. Yeah. But I loved all the other things that I did, but that one was when you can take out individual, like if you don't like the fact that you wanted it, you've done it in colour and you want it in black and white, you can just take off that that, that level that you right. um, colour in. So you can go back and then you can readjust and play around. Um, you know, you can bring in the – it's kind of the closest to Lightroom mm. in a mobile app and that's why I love it. Like, you know, a lot of images I'll, I'll get and I'll just, like, reduce the highlights and you can then you get all the detail back in the clouds Mm. you know if you're doing a landscape shot and then the other beautiful thing about this app is you can selectively adjust areas so let's say you're taking a photo of someone and they're like uh there's not enough light on their face but the background's beautiful and you just want to just you just wish you could just tweak the face Mm. well you can this allows you to go in and just you know um put a little dot on their face and you can actually just increase the brightness Mm. it's really cool and then you think oh well, I might actually you know increase the mid-tones there or I might sharpen that a little bit more or or reduce saturation and things like that so it's it's so much fun mm. I love it because I mean I haven't actually used the selective adjustment yet but because my cats my, for example Rex is white but he's got these little gray flecks which often don't come up in photos because he's so white uh, but with Snapseed, you can adjust it so that all that detail is there, and I just love it for my cats. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Have we, have we seen any of those yet? Uh, a couple, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, good. Yeah, I put them. I've put them up on. I haven't put them in the Facebook group, but I've put them up on Instagram. But anyway, um, yes. What else, Gina? What What so, else can be useful? for like accessories and stuff like that you know I, I I'll admit I bought a couple recently but you go on first 
So just for everyone who uh, maybe wants to uh, do a bit more research on uh, some great apps, I've put a link in the show notes to um, uh, a blog post uh, from TechRadar who lists the top 10 of 2015. And and I'm just having a read here. And there's one, uh, Simply Black and White, that looks really good um, that I might uh, download myself and and check out. So if you want to have a look at a few more, uh, they're listed there. But, yes, gadgets, Val. Mm. And I've got a few of these gadgets for my iPhone. So when I travel, I love to do time-lapse using my smartphone. But I do time-lapse using my uh, SLR as well, but I've also now discovered uh, time-lapse uh, with my smartphone. So I might put... So Gina wait. does time-lapse. What she does <laughs> is she carries around a jar of Nutella and she's in some amazing place like Lake Como or, you know, the Cinque Terre or um, New York or somewhere or the Grand Canyon. And what she does is she puts the jar of Nutella in front of her, like on the balcony of her hotel room or somewhere with a fantastic vista in the background, you know, like where Darth Vader got married or something. And she does a time lapse of a Nutella jar from sunrise to sunset and into the evening. And that is how she gets her rocks off. Anyway, <laughs> please continue, Gina. So that's why, yes, she so, has a tripod. But it's not just Nutella that no? I do with Val. No, no. So sometimes I'll just do, you know, the Vista. I think um, when I was in Bali in June, I did a time lapse of the sun setting at one of the bars we were sitting at. So basically what I did is I have a travel, uh, a little portable tripod for my – so I've updated my smartphone. I've got the iPhone 6 but I keep the iPhone 5 as my travel phone. Oh, yes. And to do time lapses with. That's oh the God. reason I've hung on to it. Mm-hmm. And so basically, uh, it's a little um, tripod that's got a housing that you slide the uh, camera into. Mm. And then it, and then you can, um, it's got the three legs and you can, you know, mount it on a table or something. So while we were having our drinks and dinner, I just had this. Um, this this uh, tripod there on the table and I just set it to go and then over uh, a couple of hours it just took a frame you can adjust the amount of frames um, to a, a lot and this is just in the operating system that comes with the phone to mm. every five seconds or you know every 10 or every minute or whatever you want to do it to and then you mm-hmm. get this whole beautiful sunset condensed into 15 seconds right and it's beautiful. And I've also, um, it's great for some of the photographers. This is a great thing to do. And I've done this as well as a little behind the scenes that you can give uh, your clients is I would just set the phone up on a, a light stand using this, um, this little tripod and then um, just set it to go. That is you can, a great yeah. idea. So I've done it of many of my shoots this year. There's a few that I've posted to Instagram. Yes. One when I was at the Logies, I did a time lapse of the whole day. And it looks really cool because you've got like, um, you know, you watch the set going up and mm. then you've got people coming and going and you can see the flash going off. And I've done it for quite a few shoots. So it's, a, it's a really good little, um, you know, just another thing that you mm. can uh, sort of show we off on your We should do it website. for the shoot we're going to do. 
Yeah, just have have the time mm. lapse going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. So it's a good idea to um, plug the phone into a charger when mm. you're going to do one over a long time. So another thing that you can offer clients is like sometimes like I've seen them when I was doing um, – uh, the Emirates marquee, they, they set a few up while the build was happening. So the marquee goes up over like three weeks and uh, and you can have a time lapse showing the whole thing so going off, which is really good. The Emirates marquee is the big marquee that Emirates host at the Melbourne Cup every yeah. year. Yeah. So um, the other thing, gadgets that I've got, I've got actually some lenses for my phone that they're wide, macro and a zoom that you uh, attach to, to the front of the phone. And, Do you use them uh, much? They're, uh, they're, no, I did when I used when I first got them, but but not so much now. But the macro one is freaking amazing. Mm. It re- you can get really really close, um, and so it's really good. And the zoom lens allows you to get like uh, you know to zoom in. Uh, they they're, they're cool, and I'm sure they're they're better. Mine's a mine are a few years old now, so um, you know. Th- th- Worth, worth checking out. Um, one hack that uh, most people don't know about is uh, you can use the buds that come if you've got a microphone and controls on the buds that come with the, yes. the, the phone. Yes, your you earbuds. You can use those to, um, to release the shutter. Yeah. You know, so um, if you're wanting to do uh, uh, self-portraits or shots where uh, you just need to get closer, or you don't want to be, you don't want to have that camera shake, you can put the the camera onto a tripod and then uh, use that as a cable release, so you're not getting the camera shake. So very, very handy little app to have. Good one. Little, yeah, attachment. So mm. um, yeah, the the other must-have if you're doing a lot of this sort of photography is a spare. Um, uh, a battery booster pack. Oh yes, use it's a, especially when you're traveling because you're constantly running out of battery, and you see that amazing shot, and you go to take it, then you've and got the phone no more dies. It's so it. disappointing. Mm. So yeah, I've got a couple of those now. They're just really handy. They're not that expensive, but well worth it. Very handy. Mm. Well, I bought an accessory just recently, and it's a selfie stick. Oh my god! Just <laughs> it. Yeah, I have. I um, I just bought it uh, just during the week, and it's great because you can just slide your phone in it, and you can it, it can extend like it's probably twenty five or twenty three cent twenty centimeters, and you can extend it to I think oh gosh like a meter or so. I'm yeah, yeah at, at least a meter, and um, you have a little cord that it goes into the um you know, audio input for your phone. And mm. that is actually the uh, – that's so that when you press the shutter release on on the bit that you're holding, yeah. um, it will tell your phone, you know, obviously to take to take, take the, the shot. Photo. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's been interesting using it. So, hmm. Yeah, I've got the same amount of love for a selfie stick <laughs> as I do for the flash. <laughs> it's, it's exactly the same. <laughs> okay. Hmm. No, thanks. <laughs> thanks for your support. <laughs> Great. But I'm excited for you, Val. Yeah, okay, right. You love your selfie stick. <laughs> Just don't bring it to Melbourne next week. I might. I might, I'll actually. Find somewhere to put it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, what else? What else? Anything um, else before we wrap up? So, um, basically, 
I, this is really important because everyone loves their phones, but what happens is you, every few years, get a new phone and people forget to back up that data and right, the phone yeah. gets lost and you've lost those shots. So um, uh, back up often, you know, download your shots and put them in a on a hard drive and save them. And every time like Walmart or Kmart have a special where they've got three or five cent prints, go and get them printed really? so that you'll save them because people are losing their files and they're not saving them. Or think of creative ways. There's companies that you can just email the shot to mm. um, and you can get them done. I've had like heaps uh, printed on canvas and they look beautiful. They're not very big. 30 centimetres square, but they look amazing. So um, Yes, your shots that. on canvas are fantastic. And in fact, yeah. they're on display in like a number of different restaurants and, and venues and stuff like that because Yeah, but they're not iPhone photos. Of but course like, they're I've not got, iPhone photos. But I've had iPhone photos, Val, printed onto oh. canvas, 30 centimetres square. So that's the about them. And they look fantastic. So, so have a think about getting them off the phone. Yeah. And onto the walls okay. where they belong, and so you and can show them back off. up, but back them up because honestly, there is going to be like people just they just get lost. People are forgetting to do that. Or yeah, back them up in the cloud. Even it, it's it just you know I don't mean necessarily like iPhoto kind of cloud, but yeah. whether it's Google Drive or or something else, back mm. them up in the cloud so that even if you lose your external hard drive, yeah. Which some people might do. At least there, at least yeah, the photos exist somewhere. Yeah, good suggestion. So you've also uploaded some photos. They're fantastic that you have taken on your iPhone in the show notes. Mm. I mean, there's a stunning shot that you've taken with your iPhone six in Bali of a surfer, yep. uh, and against it's silhouetted against yep. a sunset and it's there's a reflection of the sun also on the the, the wet sand and it's yep. absolutely stunning. One I really love is a shot that you took in Sydney that you've made black and white. And I think it's of the GPO, as in the General yes. Post Office in Sydney. So a beautiful old building, fantastic architecture. And lines there, you, The leading so lines. The shot. Yes, there's a corridor of some old arches and a man walking up it and beautiful lights uh, right down the middle. And again, Gina's obsessed with this wet, look so I think it's been raining recently mm -hmm. and so you can see some reflections there uh, but also this brilliant shot again I can't believe this is an iPhone um, taken in New York which is this great just 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 full of character full of color uh, outside a subway station but it's actually of a cigar uh, shop it's a place called Village Cigars but there's just so much character in in that shot and of course you know that there's one of my favourites, which is um, all very meta, and it's uh, you taking a photograph. There's a photograph of you holding up your iPhone, taking a photograph of the Taj Mahal. So you can yeah. see the Taj Mahal in the background as well as on your iPhone. I bet you got excited when you did that one. Very happy with myself <laughs> for that one. Thank you, Val. <laughs> but also Gina's uploaded some shots where – like the ones she's explained where she shot through the windscreen of yeah. cars. And um, there's one, there's a great one here, Gina, of a derelict building where you're shooting from the inside of yeah. this very derelict corridor into uh, to the outside. Where was that? That's in Sicily. Um, and 
I, we, we were passing that house and I just made the person driving. I said, stop, I've got to go have a look in here. And I walked in and that was the scene that I saw. So there's wow. like, it looks like the people have just like left and the yes. house is still set up and it looks like the set of a movie. It and does. I was so excited and the light was so beautiful. So I've used Pro HDR for this one, Val, because mm. it's like you've got detail in the background there's light streaming into the shop you can see all the detail but you can also see all the details inside yeah. so that's how you get that it expo- it gives two exposures yeah and it and merges puts them together. the two together and um your partner actually put me onto that app Val. yeah pro hdr he used mm. to be obsessed with it every mm. shot was freaking pro hdr and uh there's a great shot of a guy i think you've taken this where in india that's in india yeah and so that's using snapseed uh and again so you get don't be afraid to move in close i've filled the frame and it actually shows you how good the cameras are these days on the phones because the detail is pretty impressive you can see every hair um in his beard and all the detail and uh so i've uh yeah used uh snapseed to process that beautiful colors and stunning yeah 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 did you ask him if you could take that shot i did ask permission i went up and i said can i take your photo because you know he's looking me he's staring me down go ahead make my day that's my dialogue (laughs) that's going on in my head as i'm taking that shot right (laughs) i don't think think he was saying that (laughs) But you can think that. I'll think of that. All right. Okay. Fantastic uh, episode this week, Gina, on how to take great shots using your smartphone. So before we chat again, what will you be up to? This week, mm. uh, shooting every day and uh, and then uh, I'm, I'm catching up with you, Val, and then awesome. we're shooting some more. So. Massive, massive week, but exciting. Exciting. What I, are you doing? Well, I'll see if I can sneak some photos of you in action to post in the Facebook group so people mm. can see how not you. With that, not with the <laughs> selfie stick or a flash. <laughs> I won't use a <laughs> selfie stick or a flash. That's okay. <laughs> I can use my Canon. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Now, if you uh, go to Gina's website, GinaMilitia.com, that's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. Uh, G, G-I-N-A. Yeah, Gina with G. Um, definitely sign up to Gina's newsletter because that's where you get exclusive resources and they really are exclusive. So Gina gives away Lightroom presets and all sorts of things that only get sent out to people on the newsletter. They're actually not available anywhere else. So you do need to sign up to to get them. And uh, there's lots of people signing up every day. So thank you if you've joined the community lately. Please also come and join us in the Facebook group. Remember, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. But it's time for us to go now. So I will say, though, our hashtag Gina challenge this week is hashtag iPhone only. Oh, no, we're going to do iPhone only? Oh, sorry, not iPhone iPhone only, smartphone only. Smartphone. So any smartphone photo, uh, that's what we want to see in hashtag Gina challenge. So until next week, we will talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.